At any time of the year, so many things can contribute to feelings of isolation in homeschooling, and one of them is simply a lack of connection with other people who share our faith and values. We all need community. Today, Amanda Waddell returns to offer tips and personal stories about community building throughout the year. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Before we get started, remember to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to join our channel. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Maladnik, your host, and I'm excited to have Amanda Waddell back with us to talk about community building throughout the year. Amanda Waddell is a Catholic convert, wife, and mother to five children aged 15 to 7. She's been homeschooling her children for nearly a decade. She started such initiatives in her parish as the Living the Liturgical Year Moms Group, a summer series hosted at her home entitled Barn Talks, and a book group. She was recently hired by her parish into a part-time position that is focused on supporting marriages and families. She writes for CatholicMom.com. Welcome back to the show, Amanda. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. See you again. Yeah, and this is such a grace to have you. I just want everyone to know, say a little prayer for Amanda, because she has a very, very busy life, and we had (laughs) tech issues last time, but we're inexplicable because she's in a great studio setup, and we're re-recording this conversation. So, Uh, So we've talked about this before, but we know the Holy Spirit is good and God works all things for the good of those who love him. So so let's dive back in again. This was such a great topic. I I, I wouldn't mind having it more than once. Um, So let's start with just framing the topic, community building. So so important, especially post-lockdown, when Mm -hmm. so many people's kind of pathways of connection were damaged or broken. And Mm -hmm. um, and but but let's just start with what makes the topic important for you personally. You know, I think I must have been built this way, partly. You know, I think it's like kind of my calling. Um, philosophically, I just really believe in the idea of pe- people being together, doing real things. Um, I've seen, just even in my own lifetime, kind of the fragmentation of people. Um, so I like the opportunity to kind of be countercultural in that way and just remind people what it's like to be together. Uh, I grew up Protestant, and I think that does have something to do with it, because at least in my brand of Protestantism, um, it was really community oriented. And so I grew up with families getting together for potlucks. And that's uh, just really good childhood memories for me. And then finally, I just, it's the body of Christ. I just, I don't want anyone to feel lonely or left out. And I, I just want to live that out and manifest it. And I think when I read in the Bible about how Christians seem different from other people, I think one way we can seem different is, oh, we get together, you know, <laughs> we get together and enjoy each other's company. So um, I think that's another motivation for me. Yeah. And, and there are so many things that we do that are countercultural that push back against even spiritual forces that want to divide us and mm-hmm. pit us against each other. And there's a lot of cultural evidence of those forces at work. But when we're with each other, boy, something really sacred mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's not just getting together for a barn dance, right? Right. No, I've seen it. I've seen people talk to each other who've never talked to each other before. Um, our 
our parish is really, it's bicultural, bilingual, Spanish and English. And so when we have events that bring people together, I've just seen people laugh, you know, across even understanding each other's language. And it's, it's obvious that the Holy Spirit is there, that there's something good and beautiful happening. I love that. I really love that. All right. So a lot of us, you know, maybe are a little shy about doing things. Um, So there are parents and grandparents and all sorts of concerned parties listening to this show. And maybe some of them have never really thought about starting something that's community building or a community Mm -hmm. before. So what would you recommend just as a starting point? Oh, well, let's try just a one-off event to start. Um, You know, someone actually did a fundraiser for us. As you know, our son um, had cancer. And so the Knights of Columbus at our parish organized a fundraiser that was a chili cook-off. And that just covered things on multiple fronts. So if you can come up with a cause that people can get, a kid with cancer, like people can get behind that, you know. (laughs) There's something that pulls in people's heartstrings. If you can have a cause, and then I thought the Chili Fundraiser was one of the best uh, community building events we've ever been to because it was kind of like a game element. Like people submitted a pot, a crock pot of chili. That's it. Not everyone had to, but there was, you know, they got like 20 people to participate. And then we did a certain panel of judges, but everyone else just paid like $10 a ticket or $5 a ticket for kids to come and just eat the chili and have free desserts and, and drinks. And it was just a blast. It was so much fun. Um, so something like that brought people from the parish and from our personal life, but also the community into our church who, you know, never been into the Catholic church before. Um, so that was very successful. And I think anyone could do it. Just find a cause, chili cook off. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is we can just try this out for a one-off event. We can think of what would bring people together, what's important mm-hmm. to us, and then mm-hmm. just do something simple and fun. Like what you just yeah. said, anyone can do their own family's chili and, and, and have a little bit yeah. of a competitive element baked in, if you will. Um, yeah. What other types of uh, communities, uh, since you're quite a veteran of doing this, what are some other um, options? Over time, I've kind of come up with this motto of learn together, play together, pray together. Sometimes you don't really have a learn together element, like the chili cook-off didn't, but we did have a play together element with the chili. Um, So I've done uh, something called a couple's night at our parish. It was around Valentine's Day. Again, it was bicultural and bilingual. And the idea was we were launching a new marriage mentorship apostolate. So we use kind of this community building event as a launch point for something we were going to start. So we had a catered dinner for couples. We provided free babysitting and it was Spanish speaking and English speaking. And we came together and I, we had skits in Spanish and skits in English. And it was so much fun because just being married, you know, what's happening in that (laughs) Spanish skit and you don't need to know the language and then same thing, those Spanish-speaking people, like, they knew what was happening, and everyone was dying laughing. It's just a human experience. It was so much fun. And then we did minute-to-minute games, things that you wouldn't need uh, you wouldn't need language for. So, like, it was like tossing little candy hearts into cups. You know, how many can you get in a minute? And then we had prizes in, in English and Spanish for whoever won, or, like, gift cards to restaurants. Um, and then after that, we split up and went into two classrooms to talk about the new marriage mentorship apostolate. And then we came back and had a meal together. So it was a ton of fun. It really was. Wow, so smart to get people laughing, to get people feeling unified even through the humor of that. That fascinates me that the humor and the recognition of the universality of the married experience, whatever your yes. culture or language, that yes. that 
bond people. It wow. is the play. It is a play together that I have found really makes it a successful night. You know, people are used to coming and learning, but when you can get them to play, it just, it lowers, you know, boundaries or not barriers. I mean, barriers to uh, intimacy in a way that just like using your head doesn't always do that. Right. It kind of, kind of goes deeper into your heart. So we did that. The other thing we've done, this was a, this was a step of faith. My husband and I planned a series of events at our home for the whole parish called Barn Talks, where we invited our pastor to come give a talk. And then we have a game we play for whoever shows up. And then we have a campfire and we pray the rosary. Wow. So again, learn together, play together, pray together. Wow. I love that so much. I love the simplicity of it. Is everyone mm -hmm. catching that, right? Learn together, play together, pray together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And of course, you can Google all kinds of just minute to win it games. We've done, I mean, I made up like Catholic taboo and like put the name of, you know, our pastor is like the name you can't say. And then like five words or we did like those silly camp games where, you know, I had walnuts and golf clubs and people had to, to you know, put the, the walnut into a bucket or something like that. <laughs> so it was I try to do something for everyone so people don't feel like uh, they won't want to come because they're no good at it. It's really just easy, silly games. Yeah, yeah. And and you, aside from the ones that you've actually created, where have there been, I mean, like kind of what's inspired you? What are some other kinds of events you've participated in that you might even want to say, ooh, that, that's something I saw someone else do. That was kind of cool. That's an interesting question. Well, someone came up with the idea of a baby shower for Mother Mary, and that really interested me because then the gifts for Mother Mary go to the local women's shelter. Um, so that was something that I got an idea from someone else, and then we went ahead and we do that around the Annunciation every year. So it's a fundraiser for our local women's shelter, but we do like a mother-daughter tea type thing. And guess what? We have a game. I think what we did at that one is we made onesies to give to the women's shelter so people could you know, uh, you know, make a little decor decorate a little onesie and then it's useful as well. So they had, they started with a onesie and they decorated mm -hmm. it? Yeah, fabric markers and then appliques that you iron on. <laughs> yeah, and God loves you or, you know, God's little saint or something like that people wrote on there. Yeah, and then we gave them away. So it was fun. Oh, how fun. I love that so much. Um, would you just say a little bit, I know you said like, Sometimes people be laughing at their language barriers or somebody who wouldn't normally participate. Maybe if it's a simple little game, a minute to win it or whatever, you have people participating that wouldn't normally. What other kinds of fruits do you see from just bringing people together? Well, you know, I had someone tell me recently, she's been at our parish a few years, not long. And she said, you know, she's been in five or six parishes in her life. And she says she knows more people at our parish than she's ever known at any parish, including the ones she grew up in. So I hear things like that. Um, we actually did a feedback survey for Barn Talks to find out, like, what do people want? Do they? We did five Barn Talks this year, this summer. Do they still want five? And almost unanimously, people want five Barn Talks. Like, they, they're loving it. The opportunity to get together in a space that's not mass, right? But it's somewhere they get to know people um, in a more relaxed atmosphere. So I'm... I don't know that I've seen a lot of the fruits yet, other than maybe cross-cultural. I've seen some more friendship, um, but I believe good things are happening. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think they're still unfolding. I don't I don't know yet what God's going to do. Yeah. What about cross-generational? Do you see anything? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And it has been great, too, for the kids 
to realize there are other Catholic kids and to have relationships with them. Because I think that is really important. It's one element of staying in the faith is having those positive experiences with church and then Catholic friends that you can kind of stand firm with. Yeah, so good. And um, by the way, you mentioned a little while ago that this big chili fundraiser was for your son's cancer. I just want to let everybody know that we did yeah. a, an episode on you all homeschooling through that experience and what your family learned from it. it was so good. I'm going to have that link in the show notes. And we have a couple of other of your prior interviews in the show notes as well. Amanda. Oh, good. And um, I would like to tell people too, he's six months out of chemo and his scans were clear. So we are real. yeah, we're very hopeful that that part of our life is behind us. But mm-hmm. I know thank you to you and everyone who prayed for us. Really appreciate it. Oh my gosh, it's just an amazing journey that we go through, right? What What is God's plan? What is he pouring into us through these crosses? It's just so amazing. Yeah, so check out that episode, everybody. We are going to take a short sponsor break now to hear from our wonderful folks at Homeschool Connections, and we'll be right back with Amanda Waddell talking about community building throughout the year. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Walter Crawford. And I'm Maureen Whitman. We are the co-founders of homeschoolconnections.com and proud sponsors of the Homeschooling Saints podcast. Which is here to help you homeschool more joyfully, more easily, and more effectively. We want to thank you for listening. And we invite you to check out our courses at homeschoolconnections.com. And now, back to our program. Okay, we're back with Amanda Woodell talking about community building throughout the year. This is such a fun topic. Um, Just bring us up to date, because the last time I talked with you, you were about to have a whole square dance event. And I'd love to just hear how that went. Yeah, I was not sure how that was going to work. I really wasn't. A lot of the things I try, I I would like to mention, I have no idea if it's going to work out well or not. So our last barn talks, uh, we decided to have a square dance. And I mean, who does this anymore? No one does this. But, and we did let people know ahead of time, just kind of in the bulletin. Um, And it turned out 72 people showed up to that barn talks. The last one, I know, including kids. And they not only came, they played. They, we did the Virginia Reel. We had two people who had volunteered to learn it and then teach it to everybody. So they had prepared ahead of time and we had two lines of people doing the Virginia reel and it was so much fun. We had our priest out there dancing, you know, anyway, it was great. And I have to say, like, I did not know if that was going to be a flop, but it worked out. So you, you just can't be afraid to try. What did you do for music? They just got, um, they just got something online. I don't know. They just played it through their mm-hmm. phone. They attached a speaker to their phone and it just had the right beat and the tempo. And then she'd call like... <laughs> No forward. Bow. Wow. It was great. I love it. That's so adventurous and fun. And you have something else as of today when we're recording. You have something else coming up. Step us into the future. What does Amanda would have? I do. Well, it's another one of those. I don't know if this is going to work. So we do a service project called Boxes of Joy. It's with Cross Catholic Outreach. It's one of those shoebox ministries where you like fill it with Christmas toys and then they send it to a kid overseas. What I love about them is they add a rosary and a book on the life of Jesus to every box. So I feel like, okay, they're going to get a rosary in their hands. Um, So we've been doing it at our church for five years. And so this year we're adding uh, an event, a community building event where we're bringing both sides of the parish together again, like Spanish speaking, English speaking, where we solicited donations for the boxes. 
So what's going to happen is we'll come together, you know, like fold up the boxes and then like stuff the boxes together. You know, you'll kind of kind of like shopping, right? You'll pop it in there in your box and then we'll have music and games for the kids and refreshments. So we'll see. I don't know if I'll have 20 people. We'll have a hundred people. I don't know, but I have donations. So at least some kids will get some boxes overseas. Um, We'll let you know next time if it worked out. Yeah, I always have this sense talking with you that that you have a little bit of a, I don't know, like an idea hotline, but also an, you know, like kind of internally, but also an instinct. I have a friend who is like this, too, who creates a lot of community opportunities here on Long Mm -hmm. Island for us in our homeschool network. And Mm -hmm. some people just really do have a gut kind of response to ideas that will work. And I think a lot of the time yours do work. Most of the time, most of the time, they do not always work. Um, One of the principles I would say is you have to not be afraid to look like an idiot. However, (laughs) that being said, my spiritual director told me something once that I cling to, which is there's something about being willing to look like a fool that opens the heart of God. There's Mm -hmm. something about being willing to look like an idiot for God because of something he's asked you to do Mm -hmm. that opens mercies or, you know, graces upon, upon your, you know, the world. And so <laughs> I remember one event I did, uh, like five people showed up, one of whom was my husband. And the other <laughs> one was a parishioner who came to help me with the technology. So there were like three people there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I look back on that and I don't regret doing that night. I don't regret that event. I had fun. And um, whenever you try to do something good, you're going to get a lot of spiritual pushback. You're yeah. going to start hearing negative narratives like, this is stupid. Nobody wants to do this. No one will come. And you just really have to be aware of that and push back against it and think, well, if I look like an idiot, at least I'm looking like an idiot for God. Mm. That's it. And it's, it's never really happened. Honestly, (laughs) I mean, there was a one time only a few people showed up, but I also tell myself if he would die for one person, like, couldn't you have an event for one person? Like who's Mm -hmm. to say the numbers are what makes it successful? Like you don't know what goes on in people's hearts after. So leave that to God. I think it was Mother Teresa who said, we don't have to be successful, just obedient. Mm. So I hold on to that. So anyway, but that is uh, that little bit of fear is something you have to get over when you do community building. Yeah. And I feel like what a little bit of what you're talking about is, I mean, it's so insightful, Amanda, is redefining success. If if Mm -hmm. success is just, well, I really think God is asking me to do this. So I'm going to say yes, then you've already won. Yeah, you are successful. Exactly. Exactly. And there will be graces and merit in that, even if, you know, your event feels like a flop. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love it. Um, What about resources? Is there anything out there that you found helpful? Anything that you'd like to mention? Um, The idea hotline that you talked about for me is adoration and mass. So I really think your best resource is prayer prayer. And we have an intercessory prayer team at our parish. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That's something someone could start up. Um, So like letting them know that you're looking for community building opportunities, asking them to pray for you and then go to adoration or go to the church and pray and hear, you know, just listen to what God says. Um, Keep that template as much as possible. Learn together, play together, pray together, go to adoration. And then let's say you have a little idea maybe it'd be fun to have a little party for whatever. Um, Think about what skill set do you need to make that happen? Okay, I need a marketer. I need someone who's really good at writing like the bulletin blurb. 
I need someone who's good at being organized, organizing the food. Then you go through the people you know at the parish and you think, okay, who has these skill sets? Not who are my friends? Who has the skill set? And you go to them and say, I need a marketer for this. Can you help me with this? I rarely have people turn me down because I usually go to them asking them to give what they have. People say no when they feel like what you're asking of them is beyond what they can help you with. I can't do that. But like, I've noticed you're really good at technology. (laughs) And then you go to that (laughs) friend and you say, can you help me? And um, most people are happy to use their gifts in service of the church. So your body of Christ and prayer are your best resources. You can Google anything else you need, but right. that's where you start. Right. Yeah. You're a minute to win it. Yeah. Right. Icebreakers, uh, Virginia Reel instructions. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like the de- those are the details. But yes. The getting in touch with God, the getting the plan on board, and then looking to the people who are gifted in a particular way and yeah. what joy for them to be able to do what they're good at. Yeah, sure. Like my my friends offered to do the square dance. I mean, I just kind of said like, that'd be fun. And one's a dancer and one just loves stuff like that. And so they did it. Um, you oh. might have someone who's good at games or parties or, or working with kids. They might be a good resource for coming up with like silly minute to win a games. I just need three minute to win a games, you know, kind of phrase it very specifically. Yes. And um, people are like, okay, I can do that. I can come up with three games. Yeah. yeah. So so this is where you're so much better than I am at communicating because I'm I'm the big picture person. I'm like, oh, here's what it's going to look like. And here's the impact it's going to have. And uh-huh. meanwhile, you're like talking to individual people saying, here's the piece that I need. Can you help me? Oh, sure. And I'm usually like, I don't know what impact it'll have, <laughs> but it sounds fun. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and by the way, everybody, episode 37 of this podcast from season one is Amanda talking about accepting help. And that was at a season oh. with babies and morning sickness and really needing assistance, you know, yeah. to the day to day and how powerful that was in community building. So many people came through. Yeah. So we'll just want to kind of side note here that even the act of enlisting people is mm-hmm building yeah absolutely good point good point yeah we we get involved in each other's lives we get to know each other and that sacred thing mm-hmm. of doing mm-hmm. real things together as you so beautifully mm-hmm. mm-hmm. is uh is nurtured yeah yeah okay good good that's exciting it, you're making it sound doable amanda what are some final thoughts to leave us with? <laughs> it really is um okay i can get this is something that also um, I realize I'm in my middle age now, and I realize most of the things I regret in life are things I said and things I did not do. Mm. And so I, my final thoughts are, say less, <laughs> you're like me, <laughs> but mostly if you have an inkling that you maybe should do something, um, do it. I, I don't know that I've ever regretted anything that I've actually tried. Maybe it didn't go the way I wanted, but um I think that those promptings of the Holy Spirit are difficult to follow through on. But I think in life, that's what you're going to regret. Like, oh, I always thought maybe I should have started a book club and I never did. Mm. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah. Could be a, knit, a crocheting club for the sure. girls or, a, you know, who knows? Yeah. Birdhouses in the spring with the fathers for the boys or something. Who knows? That's very stereotyped. Yeah. But still, there's some yeah. validity to all of that. Whatever you feel like God is kind of bringing to your mind, check in mm-hmm. and talk to your friends, see what support you can get. And um, gosh, it just 
sometimes I, I think too, the more we say yes, just a, in baby steps, the easier mm-hmm. it gets to hear God invite oh, that's us true. and yeah. to say yes. It builds up our confidence and builds those pathways of communication with the Lord. Yeah. And you mentioned talking to your friends. Almost everything I start with, I start just by talking out loud with my friends. Like I was thinking about that. What do you think? And you can really kind of, you can get a lot of really great feedback before you even begin that kind of helps shape your vision. You know, just having these conversations are really helpful first step. Yeah. And you started off by mentioning the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. We are meant to function together, you know, and for each other's benefit, for God's glory. And, And sometimes that's a subtle thing that's lost on us because we can be so distracted by the world. You know, it's a noisy mm-hmm. world. But the but the opportunities for incredible grace and growth and and obedience to the Lord might be right in front of yeah. us. Yeah. And people are very hungry. They are hungry for community. Um they're lonely and you the the field is ripe for harvest. Like just just go out there and try something. Yeah. All right. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us. And Amanda, a million thanks for coming oh, back. Thanks for having me. Again. Uh, really, really just always love to have you here. And everybody do check out. We're going to have uh, Amanda's uh, provided her email address if you want to write to her mm-hmm. and to put podcast in the subject line so it doesn't get mm-hmm. lost in her very busy inbox. And we'll have episodes on her homeschooling through her son's cancer, some tips for new homeschoolers for those of you just starting mm-hmm. out this year and her episode on accepting help. And uh, we really thank you all for listening. And we hope this has been a blessing to you. Yeah. Uh, And Amanda, thanks again. A million thanks. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed it so much. All right, everybody. Thanks for being with us. We're praying for you. Please pray for us too. God bless you. And that's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com. Be sure to subscribe to Homeschooling Saints and leave us an honest review. God bless you and thank you for joining us.